0: just one of those sub-chapters that we've done in our study about heaven. And again, most of us, we certainly know what heaven is, and we certainly are able to define what heaven is based upon our communication uh, with people. If, we, if somebody asks us that question, we'll just be able to tell them that. But this is something that's going to help us just with general knowledge as we disciple other people. We gave a lot of emphasis to being able to disciple other people uh, because that's what we're called to do. And it's really not a good thing if we are called upon, if the Lord puts somebody in front of you to disciple them and you don't really have any information to provide, that's not going to be very helpful. So it's always a good a good thing to have extra knowledge and be ready for those opportunities to be able to talk to people and discuss things. And here's one that is an interesting topic because we need to make sure that we separate the flesh, fleshly from the worldly fleshly and worldly from uh, the reality of when we're talking about riches in heaven. So I think we got down literally to the second paragraph. uh, That's where we kind of stopped on the handout. What is the purpose of there being rewards in heaven? And just as a brief summary, we, we talk about rewards in heaven multiple times, and there are multiple references for them. And there are there is a need to be rewarded because there is a a certain way for us to know that we are frankly we have done something that's been a good work when we tell someone well done good and faithful servant uh, there should be something that comes behind that and we know that just based upon the uh, the different parables in scripture about uh, the, the, the 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 coins and and those types of things those things actually imply that there is a reward for what good work you have done And so we want to make sure that we understand that these rewards are obviously not, we're not talking about uh, getting uh, money in heaven that you can spend or something like that because there won't be any need for that. It's nothing like that. It's nothing like what we would equate rewards to. I think we made that clear last week when we had a conversation about it. Um, You know, if you put, I guarantee if you put a bunch of money in your casket, you're not going to be able to use it. Let's put it that way, right? You won't have any need for that. Uh, the, the, that money that money was just going to just rot just like you will. <laughs> it's just not going to have any value. Um, so we want to make sure that we don't equate rewards in heaven with rewards that we get on earth. Amen? Okay. So let's go to the third paragraph here on this uh, section. One reason for the rewards in heaven is the fact that Jesus shares his reward with us. Paul said... I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And that's from Galatians 2.20. And, and that's, this is a great point. It, you know, we are supposed to be, if we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, which we do, Christ is literally living within us. We are one with Christ when we become believers. That in itself is a reward. Just the very nature that he values you in such a way that he gives you his Holy Spirit to dwell within you. The very nature of Christ living within us. Which is an incredible thing to even comprehend even today, even though we've said it over and over and over again, it's still a mind-boggling thing to comprehend that we have the Holy Spirit dwell within us if we acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord of our lives. That's an amazing thing. And I've, I've found myself as I go through studies and look at stuff like this, I just stop and ponder it for a minute and really think about it because these things have uncalculable amounts of value. And it should give you all pause as far as what God has done to show how much he loves you. It's It's a gesture of love to do that. He pretty much is telling us that in our own flesh, in our own bodies, we would not be able to function very well in a world of believers without his help. And he's giving it to us. Because we already know how people function in the world without Christ. I know how I was before Christ. I know what I used to do before Christ. And it's nothing to be happy about or proud of. But with Christ, there it truly is a change in your life. Where those things that you used to do, you just don't have the desire to do them anymore. And sometimes it's old age. You don't feel like, you know, cutting up and acting crazy. But ultimately, you just don't feel like doing those things you used to do. Because you, when you look back on those days when you didn't know the Lord, there were things you used to do. And it's like, what was I doing to myself? I mean, you really think about it. There is nothing worse that I can think of, well, first of all, throwing up is not fun at all, For any, under any circumstances, whether you're sick or not. There's nothing worse than throwing up in a bathroom in a club somewhere because you drank too much. Yeah. Yeah. You did, you did, you did. Well, I mentioned it, so what do you think? <laughs> Look, I don't, I, you know, I'm just telling it like it is. The, and those things, trust me, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, you have your the things that you value in the world are completely different now than what you value today and what you want to do. You you have a desire to take care of yourself. You know, some of you may drink alcohol, but only moderately. Some of you, I don't drink at all, and that's a choice that my wife and I make because frankly, we just don't need to do it, and we can we can find other things to drink. <laughs> But we do that because we know that we're taking care of ourselves, too. Your body is the temple of the Lord, so what should you be doing with your body? You take care of your body. That's a biblical principle. So you all keep that in mind. You take care of your body. You go see the doctor and you listen to what the doctor tells you to a degree. Right? Okay. All right, So, (laughs) so let's move on. Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't give me that mess. So anyway, our lives are hidden with Christ who is seated at the right hand of God. Let's take a look at Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. This is another aspect of this Hidden life, we're seated at the right hand of God. Um, we actually have, we have Him as a person that we can go to 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We have our lives, our lives with the Spirit we have hidden within us. Colossians three. Let me look, read verses one through four. These are very interesting verses. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Let me stop there for a moment. It should be your desire to seek after the Lord because of your relationship with him. It should be your desire to do that. It shouldn't be like someone telling you you need to go after the Lord because that should be a natural inclination for you as a believer in Jesus Christ. You're seeking after him. You're not seeking after worldly principles. You're not seeking after Satan. You're not seeking after demons You're seeking after the one that saved you, the one that gave you eternal life. Seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. And we've seen this mentioned more often, more than often than not, that he is in his dwelling place at the right hand of God in heaven. Verse 2, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Earthly things, bottom line, Whether you want to acknowledge it or not, earthly things separate you from this fellowship with the Lord. Because ultimately, if we're seeking earthly things, uh, which can also be translated as worldly things, those things can cause us to sin. Sin separates you from God. It breaks the fellowship. So you don't want to go after earthly things or worldly things. Verse 3, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears and you also will appear with him in glory. We have this seal that God has given us through the Holy Spirit. Where we will have fellowship with him in heaven when we leave here. And amazingly, we have fellowship with him today. Which is something that we also need to be reminded of too. We will always have this fellowship with him because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, it's up to us as individuals to determine the quality of that relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm all about quality. I made a joke yesterday about a a chair that I have that's very comfortable that I sit in at home. And the chair is $400. And it's a higher quality chair because the chair is going to last longer. And it's going to hold me, and so that stem underneath won't break over time. It actually can accommodate me, who's over 200 pounds. So that's pretty important. You've got to get a chair that holds up. Well, that's a quality chair. You know, there's a lot of chairs you can go to the store and buy that are 50 bucks and $75. And I promise you those chairs don't really last longer than a couple to three years of regular use. Maybe, and that's and that really that's and that depends on the, again the quality of the chair. It can be a very low quality chair, and that's why the chair is fifty bucks. Yes. The problem is, it looks like it'll work. It looks like it'll so work. It. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you won't know until you put the chair together. If it comes assembled or pre-assembled, you put it together and you stick the chair down that little thing that holds you up. And you know every after now, every now and then, you'll hear the little you know little movement here with that while you're walking, moving around. And here's how you're sitting your chair is bending like this. And say, well, I didn't mean to bend like this. That means your chair is about to break. Quality does mean something. So when we're talking about your relationship with Jesus Christ, yes, all people who acknowledge that Jesus is Lord will have a trip to heaven with him and fellowship with him. But now you control the level of quality Quality Your relationship has Based upon Several factors Who can name some factors That are going to have an impact On the quality of your relationship With Jesus Christ as a believer How well you know the word, How well you know the word Because that means you're actually looking at the word Very good direct The direct communication Which is going to mean Coming back to him What The prayer and the praise Whatever that is What else well that's even deeper the honesty with yourself and him in applying that word okay there's another word i want you to come up with here that i haven't heard yet starts with an o obedience obedience faith certainly is important yes without faith what is it it's impossible to please god that that's that's a verse that should always come up in a conversation about faith, you can't please God without faith. And obedience is another important word because if you're not obedient, that means you're not having fellowship with him. Now you just diminish the quality of your relationship. I'll come right back to you. Yes. You had your hand up. Without, faith, without the, the faith, you can't apply, you can't be obedient. That's true. Right? Faith Faith is necessary for all of this. Go ahead, Lynn. It's the $50 chair. That's right. That's right. It doesn't support. That's right. That's a great analogy. The $50 chair after a while even though you think you might be on the right track if you're really not doing the things that the lord would have you to do it's not going to support you that fifty dollar chair is going to break down that's a great analogy that's really important well i know i brought it up so that was (laughs) that's the that's the way that works yes ed go ahead Yep. But God sees us, touches us, and it's a part of our lives from the, mm-hmm. the moment we say, I do. Yeah. Yeah, we missed you guys at the seminar. We talked about this a lot. <laughs> this is exactly what we were referring to. Um, okay, so we understand that we have this fellowship and we have this um, available to us, but we want to make sure that, just to add this to the lesson, is that we are increasing the quality of our relationship with the lord jesus christ he's already given us something unimaginable unbelievable we have something in our possession that he gives to us through the power of the spirit the ability to have fellowship with him now as we're here and as we have this great commission and as we have these responsibilities that come with that what do we do with that okay Back to the uh, handout. We die with him, and we live with him, and we share in his joy. Let's take a look at Romans six eight. By the way, just I, I keep seeing notes come over. Um, our friends, Nate and Marnell, just had their anniversary yesterday, I believe. Um, so they've been married... S- 2007. They've been married 11 years. You believe that? Yeah. They got married in 2007, so... Nate and Marnell. Oh, you couldn't hear me? Oh, I'm sorry. No, oh, okay. Yeah, they just had an anniversary, so... That's right. Yes. Um... So make sure that uh, if you have, if you still have friends with him on Facebook or something, say something to him and say hello. Okay, so looking at verse 8, it says, Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. And I'll read verse 9. Because we know that Christ, having been raised from the dead, will not die again. Death no longer rules over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all time. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you, too, consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And it compels us, therefore, in verse 12, because, again, there's, these are reminders for us as well, too. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its desires, and do not offer any parts of it to sin as weapons for unrighteousness. But as those who are alive from the dead, offer yourselves to God and all the parts of yourselves to God as weapons for righteousness. For sin will not rule over you because you are not under the law, but under grace. Everything that we have is because of God's grace. We have it because of his grace. Sin no longer has any power over us where there is an eternal separation from God. He took care of that with the death of Jesus on the cross for us as a sacrifice. So with that in mind, we need to be vigilant to remain obedient to him. And we have a reward coming, which is this eternal life. Everybody, you know, we we talk about these rewards, like what about those crowns? You know what? The greatest reward we can have is eternal life and fellowship with him. If he didn't give us a quarter, we already have a reward. Amen? Amen. Uh, that's a fair comment. I don't think anybody's going to dispute that. Let's go to Matthew twenty-five, 21. First of all, because there's no better place that I know of. I mean, we love going on vacation. We love going to Savannah and Hilton Head. We, we like going down to Charlotte as well, too, now. And, and we, we like going to Columbus, but those don't compare to going to heaven. Heaven is the ultimate destination. And you know what? Heaven is the ultimate destination for believers, and a lot of non-believers know what heaven is. But they may or may not know how to get there. And so this is something we need to have conversations with people about if it it comes up. Let's look at what verse 21 says in Matthew 25. His, His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Share your master's joy. Now what that implies is, is that God, through Jesus Christ, has something for us because we are doing good works. That's what this implies. And it's nice to know that there's a reward waiting for you. If you continue to do the things, if you continue to be obedient to the Lord like you have mentioned, if you continue to be faithful, have faith, there's a reward for that. There is something waiting for you. But we just have to remember that that reward is not something necessarily like a cash prize. You know, like in a game show. You know, they give you cash prizes if you win something. Well, it's not a cash prize. But it's something that shows appreciation for what you've done. You're sharing your master's joy. What When, when we talk about how Jesus Christ and the angels rejoice in heaven when a new person comes into the fellowship... When a person acknowledges Christ, they're share. They're joyful because of what's happening. It's a joyful moment for the person that acknowledges Christ as Savior. It's a joyful moment for those in heaven as well too. Share your Master's joy. In heaven, we will dwell with Him, which we covered in John fourteen one to three. Well, we can look at that. Let's go to, go ahead to go to John. John fourteen. This is a reminder for all of us. We know this verse because we've covered this verse before. Notice it says, don't let your heart be troubled in verse one. Well, it's interesting that he mentions that first because guess what? The world is full of trouble. Especially about dying. My wife just made a great point. Especially when it comes to death. It's a great mystery, isn't it? For a lot of people. It's not as mysterious for us. We understand what's supposed to happen according to God's promises after we die. But don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And now he goes immediately into what happens in heaven in verse 2. In my father's house are many rooms if not I would have told you I am going away to prepare a place for you If I go away and prepare a place for you I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am you may be also Look at all the different promises within that passage Count the number of promises in that in that those 3 verses how many different promises can you see? Three. You want to name the three? Well, just yeah, you you I counted the same thing. In my Father's house are many rooms, is a promise. He is going to go and prepare a place for you. That's the second one. I'm going to take you to myself so that where I am you may be also. That's the third. Those are three promises within those three passages. Actually, two verses. The first verse just affirms who God is. Believe in him, believe also in me. You can stretch and say even believe in God, believe also in me is another promise as well too. That that you believe in him because he is ultimately going to be the one who does these things. He's the one who has the authority to do these things. So those are all promises. We're going to dwell with him in heaven according to his promise. Our lives are inextricably linked with Christ's. Can you see that? just based upon what we've been reading, that our lives are intertwined with Jesus Christ because of our relationship with Him. The very nature of the Spirit dwelling within us, nothing can separate us from Him. That's the promise that we have. Who knows where that passage is? It actually was mentioned yesterday. Yeah, give it a shot. Let's see if we can find it. Who knows where that passage? Neither life nor death nor find it. Find it. Your Bible scholars. Romans eight. What's the what's the? Um... It's at the end of Romans eight, isn't it? Romans eight thirty eight. Well, let's read verse 37. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Which means there's nothing that can separate us. That's a promise. That's a promise. And that's something that should give you assurance and comfort in your relationship with him. You have an inextricable bond with him because of your relationship with him. Now, you do understand that anybody who God created has the ability to have this type of relationship with him. Every single person that he created has the ability to have the same type of relationship, this inextricable bond, that you have. But the key is what? Acknowledging Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. That's what has to take place for you to have this bond. That's the ultimate culmination of. Of you being a created being with your own personality, your own way of thinking, your own way of doing things. You acknowledge Christ as Lord of your life. You have that relationship. And that's true for everyone. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Exactly. The whole idea of dying to self and living for Christ. The whole nature of how we are to continue. Our bodies, are, our minds are changing. Our minds are developing. We're shaking off the old. Remember why I said shaking off the old, you have no longer the desire to do the crazy things you used to do before you were a believer? Well, that's pretty important. That's a transformation in itself. We may see a lot of folks in heaven we might be surprised about. And we, may, and we may be surprised by some we don't see. Okay. Our lives are inextricably linked with Christ. The reward he receives is shared with all of us. If we are children, then we are heirs. We are heirs and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share... In his glory. That's from Romans 8.17. Same chapter where we found that passage about neither life nor death nor any other thing can separate us. Now when we talk about heirs, when we look at that from a human perspective, what is that reference? You have an inheritance that you receive from family members. your heirs. And how we usually equate that, it comes down to either you get a house, you get property, you get um, money, whatever it is. But it's essentially is something additional to what you already have. Okay? Well, when we are co-heirs with Christ, what does co-heirs represent? You're together. Yes, you and Christ are together with the same thing as a reward. And to me, there's nothing better than having that fellowship with Him in heaven. I saw someone's hand shoot up in the back yeah i know yeah i know yeah we are co-heirs with christ yes go ahead an heir means you have a right to, okay you're talking about on a human from from a human perspective right okay Yes. Okay. The issue is now, will you get it? Okay. You know, and a lot of us miss out because we allow Satan to rob us. Okay. That's true. And we don't get what we have a right to. Okay. That's very true. That's very true. That's why, that's why I said earlier, everybody has the ability to have this fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But it's a choice you make, Ultimately. Yes. There's going to be some family members who don't take the time to read with the will. Therefore, they don't know what they have access to. Okay. And I think more like that. Some of us read the will. Yep. And we know all that we have access to. And some of us skim it. Okay. So we don't what all we have, to, what oh. we have access to. Oh, man. now So now we're getting back to this quality of the relationship thing all over again, aren't we? Because some of us believers can skim through. Well, I just know the basics. I don't need to get into any detail. I don't need to know about revelation. I don't need to know about anything else. And that's back to the $50 chair all over again. <laughs> Isn't that right? Who else had their hand up? I, I want Ronnie, go ahead. You had your... Sometimes, unfortunately, uh, we the, um, of our family. Yes, very true. Okay. Sure. It does. Yeah, you can you can absolutely. You can do that. Oh, absolutely right. So it's important for us to see that and I love the analogies that we're using. Good, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Yes. Yes. Of somebody to to, you ain't in yes. So after somebody dies, that's not the time to yeah. I knew where you were going with this, that the book of life is the other, yeah, is, is what we need that's to. Yes, it is. That's a very, I, I, was, I was afraid at first when you started talking, but then I, I, had to, I said, I, I think I know where he's going with this. And ultimately, we are written in the book of life, and so therefore we have written proof in heaven of our airship. And if you're not in there, after you leave, is not the time to say, wait a minute, Lord, what happened here? There must be some sort of a mistake. No, there's no mistake. Like Ed said, it was deliberately done because you basically said, you know, you were. You made it you made it your own choice to be out of that book. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That is a good example. Very good. So we actually are at a stopping point with the third paragraph. We actually got to the third paragraph, <laughs> and we moved down just a couple of inches on our page. And that's okay. This is a great discussion. I like this discussion. I want, I want us to be just like what we did this past weekend with, our, with our, our seminar. And just as we're doing today, it's not really a follow-up of the seminar, but it's, it's in the line with the same thing. You have a blessed assurance You've heard that song because of Jesus being in your life. And that's something that's very important for us to see and be reminded of as we continue to do the things that we're doing to reach other people for Jesus Christ. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. That's the one thing we have to see, too. There's nothing to lose here. You already have you are co-heirs with Christ right now. You're entitled to everything that he has when you leave here. And because you have that knowledge today, you can go out and live in a bold manner for Jesus Christ, whatever you're doing. Whether you're a bus driver or a school teacher or even just doing working with a nursery or daycare, every life that you touch, you can impact. So just keep that in mind. Father, we just thank you for this time you've given us to go over and be affirmed by your word and what you have to say to us. Lord, you've placed such a great value in your creation. And you love us and you've extended us grace by giving us the ability to have fellowship with you. To experience eternal life with you. Lord, help us to remain faithful. Help us to remain obedient. Help us to continue to look to you in all things and not fall for the tactics of the enemy that can separate us from having a quality relationship with you. Lord, we now pray for the upcoming message and the speaker that you will be glorified in what's being said. And we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. We'll see you next time.